0: Afternoon hello how's it going
1: pretty pretty good how are, how are you this lovely Wednesday afternoon
0: yeah I'm fine actually do you know what papoose is no okay you never heard that you never no. heard of this oh is this a story yeah it's a baby carrier
1: a baby carrier yeah like a sling yeah right
0: yeah, yeah you so you know what it's the thing you put the baby's yes, in front of strapped
1: you strapped to the mama's chest or the papa's chest
0: yeah so I saw something while I was walking here today quite funny so there's a, a woman walking a dog right and then she had a papoose <laughs> and in the papoose <laughs> was another dog
1: it just but the other one could walk I don't know. Was it, did it look like a
0: puppy? It looked like the same size as the first dog. I was kind of wondering why she wasn't walking both of them at the same time.
1: <laughs> Maybe the other one just like needs a lot of exercise. It's overweight. No idea. It's extraordinary. Very odd, very odd.
0: Yeah. Did you see anything remarkable today that made you think?
1: No, I was in the library all day.
0: You didn't see anything interesting in the library?
1: Well, the guy in front of me had a lot of books. Some about the Mary Queen of Scots. That, that's the most the interesting. The Mary Queen of Scots. The Mary <laughs> Queen of Scots.
0: Real definitive article there.
1: That's all I looked at all day. That in right. my computer screen. So on topic with what we're talking about today, workload and exams. We both have an essay due on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2,500 words. How do you feel about the workload in third year?
0: I think it's fine. I think it's the same in terms of volume as last year, second year. Obvious difference being is that it actually matters.
1: Yeah, the pressure is way Yeah, very so hotter. the pressure's there yeah. for sure.
0: But it's nice. I think it's good that the credit structure of my course, so I do history, right? It's the same as second year as it is in third year. So you do 30 credit courses in second year and you do 30 credit courses in third year. So, you know, you're It ready.
1: should be noted here that we have different credits than in Europe. So our points are double the amount of the ECTS points. So when we say 30 credit courses, it's actually only 15 credit courses. Personally, I think the workload third year has been the same as in first and second year, if you actually did all the reading. Yes. Yes. The difference being, you okay. don't in first and second year, yes. right? So
0: what you're saying is the hypothetical r- workload is the same, exactly. Which would make perfect sense because hypothetically, you do the same number of credits, credits, yeah, in first year, in second year, and third year. But of course, you don't actually do that, it, particularly in first year. There's
1: a lack of motivation, especially in first year. I feel like in second year, you can be, you can justify doing things by being like, oh, I need to get used to studying, yeah. so I'm ready for third year. That's what
0: I meant about the the thirty credit thing, because. <laughs> first year isn't really practice for honours in my opinion or it could be it's
1: just get to live by yourself and learn how to function as an adult yeah
0: just get into uni kind of thing but you know second year particularly the second semester given that you are on the cusp of being an honours is there's a big motivation to use it as a dry run which is nice
1: exactly I've, at least our tutors i also study history i also do ir but we have a lot of the same tutors they put a lot of focus on that part on just learning to get ready for honours mm. in second year
0: and it, you know think about it in england is your three year, so you really don't have a first year you just go into what is our second year so. yeah so
1: then you could argue why is scotland four years
0: yeah well <laughs> do you want an answer or not because mm. i actually can tell you
1: oh tell me
0: well, because the, your first year of university is so that you can do five years of secondary school as opposed to six years.
1: Oh, so you skip a you year, can you can, you can
0: start uni a year early if you do – so you do exams in fifth year, which would be – lower sixth if you were in england
1: so it's just like a what's that called an overlap year
0: yes so if you do do six years of high school high school in in scotland and then you do four years of university you have technically sort of repeated a year which is what i did
1: but that's kind of just an advantage isn't it
0: and yeah i think that's what they told us when we were at school applying to university it's like oh in scotland you know your first year is going to be kind of this sort of it wasn't difficult that's the thing
1: yeah no i agree how about exams
0: Uh, yeah um, Do do you hate them No, not really. I I kind of like them. I like them in the sense that if they aren't there, then it's replaced by another piece of coursework.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to note here, again, the way our course is structured is so that all our coursework counts towards our end of year grade. And then the exam is only like between 40 and 60 percent. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have the exam, that's just replaced by another huge essay you have to do during term time instead.
0: Again, I think the university's and all universities policy is that X number of credits equates to X number of hours worked. So technically, it shouldn't matter what you have. You still have to do the same volume of work. Uh, It's just how it's assessed. Coursework is a lot more... You're a little more in control because you can review the final piece before you submit it and like really make sure you're happy with it. Whereas, of course, in an exam, you're in the room for X number of hours. And if it's not going well, it's not going well. And, and then things can really it's a lot scarier prospect.
1: And you have no help. <laughs> You're yeah. just there. You have,
0: yeah, you can't look yeah. something up. I
1: don't know. I really like take-home exams for that reason. I had one in my entire uni career, and it was amazing. It's just like an essay, but you only have three days to write it, so the expectations are lower. I think that's a perfect solution to that issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't really speak on that, because I've never had that, but that doesn't sound like a good... <laughs> that sounds... You don't like it? No, because it's if it's coursework, it's coursework. Why would you then...
1: You do then in you have the a... exam period?
0: Yeah, yeah, but you also have a time limit on coursework anyway, so I don't really understand.
1: Yeah, no, anyway. but... Theoretically, that could be like two months, right?
0: Well, let's talk it out.
1: Today, we're talking to three guests like we always do. And first, we have Linda, then May, and lastly, Sophia, who will tell us a little bit about how it is in Canada, France, and Russia, and then compare to Aberdeen. Hi, Linda.
2: Hi. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Sure. I'm from Germany. I um, went to just like a normal school there. And after traveling for a while, I decided I wanted to study in like an English speaking country. So um, I do business and IR at the University of Aberdeen. It's my fourth year.
0: (laughs) But you went to Canada as well?
2: Yeah. So in my second year, for my first semester, I went to the University of the Fraser Valley, which is in Abbotsford, Canada. I originally wanted to go for a year, but so many people want to go to Canada that I can only go for a semester.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about workload and studying and Mm -hmm. these different things. So how was the workload in Canada as compared to Aberdeen?
2: I actually found that in Canada, the workload during the year was ridiculous, like compared. It was so, so much. In Aberdeen, I do in a regular semester semester, I maybe do like three assignments, two assignments, sometimes even just one um, for a semester. And in Canada, it was for most courses, it was like five. Um, So first of all, they do a midterm exam. So you don't just have the exam at the end of the semester, but also... The midterm, which sneaks up on you. Literally, I thought I had only been there for a week and all of a sudden it was midterm. Like it really sneaks up on you if you're used to this kind of end of semester thing. Um, there's a lot of a lot of um, assignments, which honestly, I didn't mind that so much because that way every assignment was only worth like 10, 20%. So if you goof one up, then it's not that bad. But yeah, no, during the semester, you have a lot more to do.
1: And how is the level? So the coursework, was it very difficult, same level as in Aberdeen, a bit easier?
2: It really differed from course to course. Because I do IR and business, they were quite different, actually. I found the IR coursework was not too hard. There was a good mix of some group work, some just like assignments that you had to write and then hand in. Um, For one of the IR courses all the exams were like take home so you could do them at home and then bring them back which was like very easy compared and then for business i found them a little bit more difficult actually cuz it's not just essays it's like all types of like, like analysis yeah, yeah exactly and the 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 exams as well like the midterm it was not just writing essay answers but you had to you had like a, a multiple choice and then you had different kind of essay questions and short ones and long ones and yeah there was a lot more variety for sure
0: yeah it seems like this way of doing things is more a sort of just dispersal of stress mm-hmm. and and these kinds of things where, like you mentioned, it's I think it's similar for most courses in Aberdeen, you have a small number of pieces to do, but it's really, you know, there's a lot of pressure riding yeah. on those pieces, whereas it seems like it's more of a continuous dispersal I- I- in Canada and, and in North America. Is that a fair characterization? A- 100%.
2: Like- also, they do it very gradually as well so i feel like in in aberdeen if you have two courses somehow all the essay deadlines are always (laughs) in the same week for me like and right even if they're different departments but um for in canada it was all very like one per week maybe something like that um where you never really had too many deadlines at once which was nice and you had to stay on the wall but it made revision so much easier
0: did you feel less stressed as a result do you think it worked as it was intended or was it like Oh my god I can never get a you know break here
2: In hindsight it was definitely better and I think in hindsight it is a less stressful system I was very stressed just because it was completely different and I was worried like oh my god if I like if I fail like what, what will happen then you know because with the whole thing that if you fail something you have to redo it and then SAS won't pay so I was quite stressed but I think that was just me being stressy and it wasn't the fault of the system. Is it like in Aberdeen where
1: a lot of the courses you have to actually succeed at every part of the assignment?
2: Uh, no no I don't think that was the case uh, it was that it was like a GPA system and you had to get like a certain GPA in order to like pass.
0: So given that you were sort of working throughout the year how was the exam stress
2: actually less for me for sure because the exams like in aberdeen for me at least most of my exams are worth like between 50 and 80 percent um and in canada i only had two exams worth like each like 30 percent i think and at that point already had enough points to pass even if i (laughs) were to get zero points on the exam so i was pretty chill Yeah, so it was definitely less stress for the exam. Plus they had a few, could have just been specific to my courses, but um, some of my exams you were allowed to take a cheat in. So you were allowed to make like a little piece of paper before where you write some stuff on and take it in. And we were encouraged to do that. So that helped me like having something to you know it was more comfort yeah 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 I feel like you were a lot more babied in Canada
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, yeah or putting it a nicer way they look out look out for you yeah
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah it feels very high schooly though really okay. yeah. yeah
0: did you like that or was it a bit like I'm an adult now Yeah, you don't need to explain this to me
2: I mean I was kind of torn so I did find it annoying that for example to take attendance for every lecture <laughs> like if you don't go and you have to like provide a reason why not really? and when you're there as well, you get called on and you have like one of my courses had like a 10% participation grade. That's what it was like for school for me back when I went to high school, that participation was graded. And I felt like, oh, wow, I'm 22. Like, come on, you know, (laughs) it was a little like that. But also it it was comforting to know that I could do something besides just writing assignments as well.
0: My kind of feeling on this is that as long as you do the work and you show up to the exam and you do well in the exam, how you got to that point is really up to you, as an adult student. Do you feel the same way?
2: Yeah, that's exactly the the kind of difference that I noticed. That like in Aberdeen, okay, tutorials take attendance, but that's pretty much it. Everything else is up to you. Some people don't even buy the book. They they learn better by I don't know <laughs> reading other stuff. In Canada, you had to you had to have this very rigid schedule. Like, as well, they would make you buy a book, and then the book had like a key that you had to register so that you would prove that you bought the book Uh, not for every course you know it it was all all kind of like to to make sure that that we did what we were supposed to do and it yeah it does make you feel a little bit like they they don't expect you to be responsible enough they yeah yeah they take away the part of uni where you learn to be an adult
1: and take care of yourself
2: so true i never thought about it that way but it it is really really true yeah
1: did you have a lot of group work in canada
2: the, well, two of the courses were essentially completely based around group work. In one of them, it, it was really important because you had this simulation that we had to play out. So it was like a marketing course, and um, there everything was dependent on group work. So you got marked as a group. You got you had you had assignments to do as a group. Um, you had to meet every week as a group to like make decisions. And also it, it was exactly like here where like one person does everything and everybody else just like loafs, uh, you know. So you don't like work, I assume? No. I'm sure there's a place for it, but <laughs> I haven't found it yet.
0: This may be yeah. like a difficult or an impossible question to answer, but it, it seemed like there was a greater degree of autonomy with the teachers that they could choose how they structured their courses. It seems like in Aberdeen or in the UK in general that it's more a department consensus?
2: Uh, Yes, especially one of my politics courses. It it was so different in the things that we did in it. So, like for example, the teacher, some of his research was on um, Palestine, and he brought in a visiting person that wasn't even a professor. A visiting person to do three week takeover of the course, essentially, where he did like a presentation on his journey to, to Palestine and like all the things that he saw there and the like working with the charity that he worked there and stuff. And so I think there was a lot more autonomy for teachers to like do what they wanted to do. It was a bit overwhelming, but in hindsight, I know so much about like Israel and Palestine now <laughs> and I wouldn't have learned it. That, so it worked. Yeah. I wouldn't have learned it in that much depth if it hadn't been for, for this style of, you know, teaching. Thank you so much. Cheers. Yeah, thanks for coming thank in. Thank you, guys. <laughs> this
1: was fun. It, was it was really nice talking to you. You too. Thank you.
2: All
0: you. <laughs> so, that was Linda. Linda, yes. Linda from Canada slash Germany.
1: She's from Germany.
0: Yes, but I mean, she was from Canada <laughs> in the sense that her experience was a Canadian one. True. And it was very interesting.
1: Definitely. I like the aspect of just doing so much more, like, coursework throughout the year. And you almost like being that. spoon-fed, you know.
0: You like that as a new motivation, like, as in you liked hearing about it, or you were like, "I wish I was a Canadian." No, student. I like
1: hearing about it. I wouldn't, wouldn't want it, honestly.
0: Yeah, I would, I would have to agree with that.
1: I'm more into the whole self-discipline aspect and getting mm. to really submerge yourself into one assignment, and then knowing that you know you're actually learning it thoroughly.
0: Yes, I, I do. I do enjoy the quality over quantity. I guess is one nice way of saying it. I suppose. But
1: I kind of, um, I kind of see where they're getting from. You know, of course, yeah, both systems have. Like a, as an employer, it's probably quite nice to have well-rounded people who know a lot about yeah. a lot of different things.
0: They of course have both logics to them. I mean, obviously, you're know, all prejudiced by our own experiences. It's hard to sort of imagine that. I thought it was interesting compared to my ex- previous experience. Uh, in the netherlands where it seemed like that was how also how it worked
1: oh yeah and my friends say basically the same thing except all the coursework they have to do throughout the year doesn't count towards their grade
0: yeah it seems like the uk is the odd one out in that and i think one of the big problems for me is when i went abroad it didn't clock that first so (laughs) when when um i was like only a few weeks in and it's like okay midterm's coming out i was thinking what is going on you, here you
1: had just heard from all your friends oh first year doesn't count it's fine yeah exactly yeah.
0: i think there was a point where it was like time to start revising for the midterms and uh, you know you i could see on social media that my friends in the uk were uh, on their reading week and just chilling <laughs> out i was like this is a this is a bit of a raw deal so in hindsight i do understand that it's about that dispersal of stress whereas here it seems like the philosophy is short <laughs> Moments of, of great stress, yeah. but relative calm for the rest of the time. Like in the build up to an exam or the, in the build up to a deadline for an essay, it's, it's really crunch time and you're really working really hard. But yeah. Then once it's done, it's done and it's kind of like a, a monumental moment.
1: But I think you've brought in an interesting point. I think it's very difficult to adapt from the UK system to the European or American system where it's more dispersed, whereas I think it's very easy to adapt the other way around if you've already done a year in school in Europe or Canada where you've gotten used to the motivation.
0: Thanks for joining us, May.
3: Thank you very much.
0: Could you just very briefly introduce yourself and uh, explain where you've studied and things like that?
3: Course. Uh, so, my name is May, I'm French. I usually study at a school called Sciences Po in France, which literally means politics sciences. So, we've got plenty of things that we study there. We call um economy, law, history, social sciences, and like foreign languages So, it's Kind of busy, actually.
0: Ooh, where in France is it?
3: It's in Lille, uh, northern France. What is your degree, the one you're studying? So, well, it's kind of a general degree, as I am, like, studying, like, all the things, like, really, uh, economics, and uh, sociology, and uh, plenty of other things. So there's not, you know, any particular subject that uh, that has an emphasis on. It's supposed to enable us, therefore, like, to have a wide choice of possibilities for, like, jobs. And for masters, I assume? Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, in my school, like, my school does masters. So it takes you, like, from undergraduate to postgraduate, which, like, the whole uh process in France is five years. And, and it's you... very general. That's interesting. That's it. But that's only in yeah. my school. And, like, uh, there's, a, there's a selection before entering on it. Okay. So
0: after the five years, what do you come out with?
3: A degree of the school, which is considered as kind of prestigious in France with this school yeah, in particular. Heard, I think I've heard of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of well seen with the employers and stuff. It's
0: more saying. than a bachelor's, right? Because it's 5 years. So
3: That's yeah. it. What well, you've got like the, the master's basically, right? Exactly. Like the undergraduate level, which in yeah. France is 3 years and the master's uh which is 2 years. So yeah. you've got all in one. Brilliant. basically so it's a prestigious school that tells me it's very difficult yeah, yeah kind of so you've got like in order to enter to it like you've got uh, a selection what we call the concours so you've got how can I say it not really exams but like dissertation or like essays but like on a day, like you've got history, what is that? Modern uh, subjects and English, or like Spanish, whatever you choose, and uh, like only the best get in. So, well, the best at the concours. Well, uh, on this precise day, so you've got ten thousand people all over France that are um, <laughs> going to the selection, and finally, around one thousand is taken.
0: That is quite interesting I've, n- I've never heard of that yeah Very
3: impressive just from that selection process. No, no 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 not really i've got quite lucky actually because obviously in concours you you've got a part of luck as well like i don't know if you're healthy during this day or yeah. if you like just on a subject that you like or you're inspired about personally I don't really like this system which is really french actually but uh but yeah well it exists nowhere else i think
0: <laughs> yeah it sounds quite a bit stressful
3: it is overly stressful yeah well normally people take like a year after high school to like really work hard on it and like then pass the selection. But I did work during my last year of high school so I got my L levels, so I had to work my L levels and for this selection as well. And I got in right after high school.
0: So how is the workload in France compared to, to Aberdeen that you've experienced so far?
3: It's more important, I think. <laughs> well, um, it really depends because I, I can't really speak about classic university because like classical university, basically everybody can go in uh, just after their their A-levels that like they can go in straight away just as soon as you have it, like you're able to do to go. At uh, Transport, we're considered to be quite, quite important because we've got like at the same time economics, low history, international relation, plenty of stuff. So we've got around... 22 to 25 hours of classes per week. Wow. Hours of classes. Yeah. We have 5. Yeah, I know, but which is, <laughs> but which isn't considered in fact in France as being that high. It is not considered as being that high in mm-hmm. France because okay. like you've got also like the um, your personal work that you've got to do. Like in a classical degree in university like from one subject like let's say psychology for example, uh you've got pending on the semester and from 17 to 20 hours of class.
0: So how many hours do you have here when you're here?
3: Eight hours.
0: And how was that thinking? What my friends
3: are laughing at me very much, <laughs> but I, I enjoy it. <laughs> but the thing is, we, we obviously do have uh, work to do here as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no no question about it. But I think, like, the way you handle it, And um, the way you organise yourself in the work is really different. Because, obviously, when you don't... Well, you've got, like, a lot amount of work to do in a little time. Well, you can't think. Like, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. And just, like, become as efficient as possible. Here, it's more like you... They give you more time, like, to, to work, to properly think about it. and uh, But it can be quite stressful as well, because, like, you're always asking yourself, have I done good enough or not? Like, in France, you're like, well, I did it because, well, never mind, I had to do it. So. <laughs>
0: so, so would you say that, like, in France, they're a little bit more hands-on with their students, whereas here it's kind of a bit more laissez-faire? I had to borrow a French term,
3: yeah, exactly. But it really depends on which formation you're taking in France, because you've got kind of a dichotomy between university, in which basically everybody can go in, and what we call uh, grandes écoles or uh, great schools, in which you've got a selection to enter to it. And uh, before that, you got. Or to um, have your selection right after your A levels, which is really not often. Like, usually, you have to take one or two years of what we call preparation classes in which you you work your life basically. <laughs> you work as hard as you can, and that's quite horrible during one of one or two years, to so obviously one or harder than others, and to get into school. So it can be um, business schools, uh, it could be Po, my school, or even higher like um, the Superior National School.
0: So the schools are a lot more specialized like for example here exactly. in, here in Aberdeen you could be studying radically different things whereas Exactly.
3: Like the that's that's very right like the, the schools are very specific. I've got a friend she's just in chemistry school.
1: But how is your overall workload? So if you take your classes and the stuff you have to do outside of class Mhm how how much would you estimate you spend a week in France versus
3: here? Again, it really depends on the subjects you're taking. Like, the, the subjects, like, you can be really easy on it if you're, like, in a normal university, like, it's fine. But, like, it really depends. Like, others, you've got really... um high workload to do so mine maybe will be 15 hours per week outside of classes outside of so classes. that's 40 in total yeah yeah kind of yeah yeah, yeah. 14 okay, so like a normal 14. work week yeah
0: how much sort of self-discipline do you think that you need to have in france because i know I, for me personally because i have so little hours here
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's almost entirely self-discipline
3: i know right it's t- <laughs> <laughs> it was it's that enormous. difficult
0: was that difficult to adjust to uh,
3: Bit, yes, c- because, well, I am I think I'm a perfectionist as well, cause, which is which is basically awful because we're always rethinking about this p- And then we have so sentence. much time to do it. it just, yeah, yeah. And, and that's really frustrating because yeah. you know that an exercise like this, you've did it before, is something that you're able to do, but the fact that you're giving so much time to do it, you're way less efficient because you're asking yourself so many questions. You're like, oh, but maybe if I've got a, a calm... to go back on it after sleeping that'll be better but like it's the same and (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you've got like think like maybe the French system teaches you to be well efficient I think but it's, it's also very stressful I think when you were talking about the workload throughout
1: the semester, you mentioned you had presentations and stuff, but you of didn't course. mention any assignments. Is that not a thing you do
3: during the semester? So, in, in I'm only talking for my school here. Yeah, of course. Presentation is really a thing. We don't really have a say to surrender. Not really. We've got presentation. We've got little tests. All over the place. To oh yeah, we got to summarize texts a lot as well. Uh, we've got to study like I don't know a particular case in law, for example. But in the end of the semester, you've got the exam, which was really a heavy thing as well. Is it a hundred percent of your grade that's your exam, or is it
1: divided onto the other smaller presentations and stuff?
3: It depends from the year. Like the year I got, I get in my first year, um, it was fifty percent, which was good. But in my second year, it was sixty percent. The exam was sixty percent. Yeah. Yeah, the exams okay, yeah. were sixty percent, so it was way more stressful. Obviously, because if you yeah. fail your exam, well, or you <laughs> failed, <Yeah. laughs> kind of. Well, you've got yeah. like a second session afterwards. But uh, but yeah, that
0: in France, as far as I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, or more, more specifically, the continental Europe, mm-hmm. if you graduate, you've graduated, and there's not particularly much stress on the how well you did. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yes, uh, is that yeah. true? It is true. Yeah, because once you've got your degree. Nobody's going to ask you w- which grade you had. Like, what, what counts is that you had your degree. That's fine. So it's
0: measured in... Is it—is GPA in France?
3: GPA. No. no. It, if you
1: have your degree, they accept you because they rely right. that you know okay. everything Yeah, it, what, what you
3: have to write on your CV is basically like, I've got a degree in that. Yeah. It's like, I graduated, nothing yeah. else. Okay, so a degree exactly. is a degree. Yeah, a degree yeah. is a degree.
0: So I suppose just to sort of counterbalance all of that stressful stuff that you're talking about, Mm-hmm. As long as you've graduated, that's fine. Exactly. Whereas I think...
1: You just need to pass, yeah.
0: Which is obviously in quite stark contrast to the UK, where mm-hmm. the first... Naturally, if you have a degree, the question then becomes, oh, well, is it a first or is it, you know...
3: We don't even have those terms in Denmark. Yeah. No, it's just like... We don't we don't yeah. either. Really? Like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, I've got a degree in psychology. Okay, cool.
0: One last question. Maybe this is quite difficult to answer, but do you think you would prefer this way, the way things are done in the UK? Or are you...
3: Mm-hmm. That's a big question, Morgan. That is a big question. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, to be honest, I think I already got the answer because, like, well, I think you can, we can hear it, hear it. Like, I'm quite of um, highly criticising the French system, like, especially with this dichotomy with like university and great schools. We, uh, in fact, it's more like on UCV, it's more from which university or which uh, school you graduated that is important.
0: That's true of the UK too, I think.
3: Well, that's it, and but I really don't like. Um, This idea of... High selection and people like uh, going through mental health issue and all the mentality of really like pressuring you to to do good. Because for me, well, I don't think it works. Kind of like the UK uh, system, even though I recognise it's got like mm. it's not perfect, not at all. Like it's got like Oxbridge, you've got like an elitist system as well. I don't know if it's all, in all over the UK, but especially in Scotland, like the emphasis that is put on mental health and the fact that students have to feel good in their university and that everybody is there. That you hear what they have to say? If they've got a problem, and like, really, that's that's great. Like, you feel you feel right in Scotland.
0: Well, thank you very much for talking to us. It was a pleasure.
3: You're welcome. Thank you, thank you for inviting me.
1: <laughs> and that was me.
0: Yeah, that was brilliant, actually.
1: She's so accomplished.
0: Yes, and and she's actually, I have to say, I've got to confirm what she's saying because I actually have heard of Sion's Po.
1: Okay, okay. You know yeah. that
0: is a prestigious.
1: Well, I was—I would not advanced. assume her to lie.
0: No, 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 no not, not at all. But I'm just, I'm am merely validating yeah. what she was saying. I personally do share a lot of the, the grievances that she has with the French system.
1: And the, the mental aspect of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, because I think he, in the UK, and you, feel free to disagree with me, and text in if you don't like what I'm saying, <laughs> or tweet us, I don't know. But like, once you're in, you're in. I yeah. think that's the philosophy.
1: It is, it is. And once you're in, you have time to settle in. And you know... They, they make sure you make friends, make sure you settle down. Like, they very much so care about your overall experience and not just about getting your degree.
0: Yes, I think things have to go very, very wrong in the UK if you end up dropping out. Yeah. Whereas when I dropped out of the Netherlands, it was like. It's normal. It was very normal. It was like, no, it's like.
1: Honestly, so many of my friends in Denmark drop out just because, like, they decide they want to do something else after three months of trying it out.
0: I really do like the permanency of it in the UK and the fact that there's flexibility within the institution that you're in, which is given how things are set up, for example, as she was saying in France, that's just would never be possible on a structural level.
1: But I also think that's almost where the, the years of preparation you do to get into the schools come in. Because by then, I hope there are thought process about it. That if you're doing so much preparation to get into a place, you're certain you want to be there. Because you're already studying some of the things you're going to be There's an obvious
0: problem with that. How, how can you know that you're certain until you get there?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Hi, Sophia. Hi, em. How are you doing? Um. Good. Thanks. Thank you so
4: much for joining us for the podcast. It's my pleasure. I was really excited when you reached out to me. Thank you.
0: Well, we ho- I hope we live up to expectations. So you're you're from Russia?
4: Uh, no, I'm from Lithuania. I just okay. studied in Russia. <laughs> Major flaw there, Morgan. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Like, what do you study? In my old uni, I majored in linguistics and translation studies. And here, uh, right now, I'm studying German and film and visual culture. What year are you in? First year. I oh, just started. Great. Nice. So you have a lot of courses. Not much. <laughs> no
0: so how, how's the workload compare so far to, to your workload in uh, russia
4: uh well i can say that here it takes me a lot of time like for self-studying whereas like back in russia back in my old uni i would basically do nothing although i did have a lot of homework it was just it wasn't that important mm-hmm. so and you it just, just had to ch- be at the classes basically yeah. yeah and turn in my assignments to get the grade
0: How many sort of classes did you have in Russia?
4: In one year, I had like 20 courses, and all of them were prescribed, so I didn't have like, there weren't any optional courses, they were all compulsory, and most of them were the subjects that I didn't really even need, like politics and history. It has nothing to do with linguistics. And how many hours were you in class per week? Like just average? Uh, I'd say about 30, maybe. 30. Yeah, around that.
1: (laughs) Wow, then it makes sense you didn't have that much work outside of class because you didn't have that much time.
4: Well, because here I'm taking Spanish and German and Spanish is in level two. I find that 50 minutes is not enough for a language course, whereas we had 90 minutes of class back there. It was kind of good and bad at the same time. (laughs) Sometimes the courses were just too boring to sit through 90 minutes of them was horrible.
0: (laughs) But when they're not boring, then you're really happy that it's 90 minutes long.
4: Yeah, but you do get tired very fast. Of course,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, but it makes sense with the short classes special. I did the exact same language course in Spanish, and and they spend the first like 30 minutes almost recapping what you learned last time just to make sure, and then you have 20 minutes to learn something new, and it's not very useful. Okay, so you're in
4: first year, and then you've got four classes yeah i've yeah. got just four courses for this yeah. semester and okay. then four courses for next semester as well so it's not much and two of them are optional yeah i do have a lot of freedom with the courses that yeah. i'm choosing which is great like i can even choose maps or something but, but you wouldn't want to uh i was supposed to do german and spanish in the beginning but i switched because I didn't like the course program so i just find that it would work better for me that way do you yeah. find
0: it's easier to switch courses in in the in scotland as it is compared to russia
4: I tried. It didn't work out just because every single faculty, I tried to change the course within the university and every single faculty and department works differently. And so I couldn't transfer. No.
0: Yeah. Really. Yeah, at yeah. home
4: you have to drop out too and then just apply next year
1: and hope you get in.
0: Yeah, see, that's, yeah. that sounds quite stressful. It's I, just I, very
1: different. I yeah. switched
0: courses here and it was incredibly easy.
1: So how many hours do you spend on on
4: schoolwork here outside of class, would you say? I say maybe ten hours. I managed to get everything done and I have a lot of free time left, so that, that's great. Works out for me well. But it's also first year
1: so it doesn't count. How do you feel like that impacts your stress levels?
4: It's not very stressful but like with languages I want to do good because I'm doing it for myself. So that's basically the only the only reason why I'm really stressed out about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but there's not much of a any like um
4: pressure to get a good grade.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, Apart they, from the pressure you you put yourself under. Yeah.
4: Well, they did say that the first two years don't really matter. Yes. So yeah,
1: <laughs> but to be fair, languages is continuous. So if you don't learn the stuff in first and second year, you just can't keep up in third and fourth. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. quite different. Whereas like if I didn't learn anything about Vikings, I could still be okay to learn about the empire. I like. Yeah. Yeah where with Spanish, if you don't learn the basics, you can't continue in third and fourth year. So the pressure is still there, even though the grades don't count.
0: How about exams in Russia? Is that a big feature of studying or less so?
4: I wouldn't say so. Some of the courses I took, the exams made up maybe like 20% of the grade, whereas with other courses, if I was happy with my overall mark for the whole semester, I could just not go to the exam. Although I would have to take an exam if I got less than 50 points, which is like 100 is the maximum you could get but never got to that
0: it's not structured such that you have to pass each section within the the course it's just like as long as you get over this aggregate mark you're fine and you can if you choose skip out on the exam
4: yeah basically that's how it is yeah and the grades don't matter that much they do matter all of of the courses that you take they would then be in your diploma like all of the marks straight away from year one that's like 60 marks a lot yeah (laughs) wow Yeah, every single subject matters. And if you want to get, basically, it's like a red diploma with only mark five, which is like an A, basically. You need to have, like, most of your marks have to be five. So it's like maybe 20% of them could be fours, and that's it. It's actually kind of like a thing. Like, you need to get a good diploma to get a good job. But I don't agree with that. So grades didn't really matter to me that much. It's just mostly about the knowledge that I was getting. Mm. You were there to actually learn, not just to make money later on. I didn't get much out of it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like linguistics wise I had like courses like theoretical grammar theor- theoretical phonetics uh, Latin I remember nothing so that was like the reason why I decided to leave and
0: yeah, so it's just the content really wasn't working for you yeah. yeah
4: how about the teaching style was it very different from here it was um, basically just lectures that's it and then like practicals for language courses and yeah that's all so we didn't have seminars or anything like that.
0: Do you prefer the system, how it works here? I mean, how are you finding it so far?
4: I think it's all right. Uh, I mean, obviously, every single system has its flaws, Mm. and I can't say that it's perfect here either, but (laughs) (laughs) it's better it's it's better and it's more convenient how are the the term times in russia like in terms of when did the semester start when did it end when were the exams so we start on the first of september which is like just like here yeah and then i think the classes end like after 20th of december and then two two weeks is like exam weeks and then we begin our classes like for second semester like mid-january until the end of may and then exams again it's like two weeks again So are the exams in December or January? Some of them are in December. Some of them are in January.
0: So you don't get Christmas off if you got exams in January?
4: See, Christmas is not a very big thing in Russia, so it's like New Year's.
0: Do you you like how things are going here for you so far? Or do you wish there were certain elements from the system in Russia that you would like to be implemented here? I certainly
4: would not want to have anything from... Education system in Russia here. Uh, although yeah, I'm I'm planning to change my degree again. <laughs>
0: well, thanks very much for coming in. It's um, a pleasure to talk to you.
4: Thank
2: you.
0: Cheers. Thank you. So Sophia. Yes. One thing that really stuck out to me was her. is the fact that she didn't seem to have the flexibility to change what she wanted to do at university, which was again another big problem that I had when I dropped out of university. Yeah. And I also changed my degree here, which is the same thing as what she wants to do. Yeah. And the contrast could not have been greater. In the systems. Are you saying? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's all of mainland Europe almost, I'd say, where yeah. you can't do that. You just have to drop out and hope for the best next year
0: right yeah you have to leave and start again
1: but that's also because the this the course structures are so rigid so in mm-hmm. russia for example she was mentioning how she has to take these 20 courses and she has no choice and it's the same for my friends at home like in three years of uni you might have two courses you got to choose yourself right so you can't really like get into a different course without starting over because you have to take all the subscribed courses right
0: yeah, and you have, you have to you have to start over, so you, you drop out, and then yeah. you've got to wait, and I don't know, do something.
1: No, but I understand why you can't switch in those systems. But that's a fly in the system. It's not they. It's not just because they don't want to let you switch. It's because it wouldn't
0: work. What do you make of what you learned so far?
1: That the expectations university systems have on the student varies widely, like throughout different countries so like how much self-discipline you're supposed to have how much you're supposed to know in terms of a variety of subjects and how much you're supposed to just be able to go through the motions you know like there are different expectations in the different systems so here you're expected to be very self-motivating and disciplined where that might not be the case in america but where you're more so expected to just be on the ball you know
0: no i think that's true i i know that we're not primarily supposed to just pass judgment on this but it does seem like university is an institution for adults young adults granted but adults nonetheless and i think a system where they say to you we're going to set these um expectations and however you want to get there that's fully up to you. And we're going to leave that at your discretion. I think is quite helpful. But that's not to that's not to say that the help isn't there if you want it.
1: I don't know. I also think we heard extremes, to be honest, because what I've heard from my friends in Denmark is quite different when it comes to how much you're spoon fed. At home, what I've heard from my friends is that you go to uni and you have more classes. Yes. So you're more motivated to be there and to learn. But you also have so much outside of class you have to learn yourself that they are encouraged to go into study groups. So in each class, they start off after a week. You, you go into these studies study groups where you then help each other study and motivate each other so it's more of a group work mentality but it's also self-disciplining mm. which i think is an interesting mix but of, i obviously yeah, haven't some experienced sort of, it
0: so sort of hybrid between the two i guess
1: yeah, yeah um, exactly but i don't know i think it's difficult to say what's the best for you because it's so individual you know and you haven't course, tried it all of
0: course we've given continental europe quite a hard time in this episode but do you know what that means though we're gonna get so many brexiteer listeners right now it's gonna be great <laughs> massive following <in> the <laughs> in the far right community of the uk <laughs> just I'm because we're hating on
1: europe but to be fair in all our other episodes we've been quite pro europe i guess we have a good here
0: i think that that speaks volumes not about the systems but just about personal bias yeah it's often very hard for us to be like oh i totally get it why they do x y and z like this in other countries yeah, because we're not in it it's like it's the question of or do you like being yourself? It's like well <laughs> I dunno. Hopefully I've never you been do. En- I've never been anyone else. It's very hard to answer that question. So Yeah. Maybe we just have to be humble about that going forward. into it.
1: Yeah, that's what I say, because none of my friends at home who are doing uni have bad experiences. It's just a very different experience from the one I'm having. But I think it's valuable that we just have so much flexibility. Like, we have the flexibility to do a podcast while at uni. A lot of my friends just wouldn't.
0: Imagine if we had 25 hours of class a week. Would we be recording this right now?
1: Well, hopefully, then we'd have less coursework, and I think that's where you also need to look at the balance. So, hopefully, Mm. we're working more in our free time. Like otherwise, the the Scottish system is sad. Yeah, (laughs) because you'd hope we learn as much as we would in continental Europe, but I don't know if that's the case, honestly.
0: I would think so. I think that we do history degree, right? So it's like it's about two things. I think on the on the knowledge side, I think we learn very much in depth about specific issues. Yeah. Like I was saying, quality over quantity. Yeah. And then on the other side, you do go out of it with those skills, that, those analytical skills, those ability to reason and all of that other stuff, you know, learning how to think, basically. Yeah. And I'm in no doubt that the European or North American system also produces that, via a different course.
1: To be fair, maybe that's a nice thing to have in the job market. If you're in, in an international community, you have people who've learned how to think in different ways, which can be very valuable when you're trying to solve an issue.
0: Yeah, I agree. Strength through diversity. So yeah. now we're going to get all of the Remain listeners as well, <laughs> along with the Brexiteers.
1: <laughs> and where can those listeners find our social medias? On Instagram and on Twitter, we are university underscore pod. Can we have an update on Morgan's dating life?
0: Lachia, if you remember, Oh yes, was very anti- um Fun, cheesy pickup lines, <laughs> and very pro high.
1: Yes, high X. And at
0: that point, I had actually texted someone with the former approach <laughs> and had not yet got a reply. So I was thinking, okay, maybe, maybe she's back. Got a point here, but she texted him back, guys. And I must say, I be- I believe, and you can confirm it this was or a, deny this, it was
1: a wonderful conversation. She
0: was thoroughly impressed.
1: Definitely, she actually did say that it was the peak of her tinder game her conversation with morgan
0: big thank you to vicky kobeka our producer Lassa Melgard, who's our music guy who's producing all these nice jingles we've got going on darina stoyanova who does our wonderful graphics and logo and Alisa coatt who's been a massive help in recruiting all of our lovely guests that you've heard
1: yeah we don't know that many people oh you can tweet us if you want to be on the podcast i guess
0: and not forgetting asr for letting us use their wonderful studio